everyone, it's me, Andy. And I'm Sean. And this is the Commander's Brew. This week, Cathrol, Death Touch Indestructible Tribal? Hey everyone, welcome back. Uh, it's episode 256 of the Commander's Brew. Sean, what does that mean? It means we're, we have as many episodes that fits in a bite. That's right, a full bite. A bite of, if you were to do numbers and binary, you can get from 0 to 256. So we're going to need a two bite, two bites to store the memory of what podcast episode we're up to. That's right. Next time. <laughs> That's right. We no longer are contained within the first bite. It's all ones. This episode's I, all ones. I remember learning that stuff about bytes and, and the storage, like computer storage back when, you know, I had a 386 computer yeah. and like that was all very relevant, those numbers. Now it's like we're just so high up in those numbers that like what's a single byte anymore? You know what I mean? Does it does it ever just it 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 baff it's baffling to think about this. Like you, a computer doesn't know anything. All like you can only like all those little chips can only tell if it either has power or it doesn't have power. That's what a byte. That's what like a one or a zero is. The, the switch, one means right? it has power. The zero means it doesn't mm -hmm. have power. Mm -hmm. You hook up eight of those lines. That makes a bit. And modern computers are processing these ons and offs like gajillions every gajillionth of a second like like the amount of it's <laughs> it's blowing your mind right now and you're talking about it it's hard to fathom like it's it's hard enough to imagine that like people make like minecraft computers i know yeah the redstone like, computers yeah with like switches and stuff and it's like yeah if you're just going to do something that just adds numbers together that's great for a computer well guess what this one 3d cell shades my every machine gun bullet that comes out <laughs> yeah. while i run around a post-apocalyptic wasteland with graphical like real graphical effects the amount the, like it just it's just and how does it know like it doesn't <laughs> get any wrong like no. like it doesn't get any it doesn't accidentally get one wrong and instead of me firing one bullet at things like oh you fired off 50 bullets well you know i would argue that occasionally and maybe even more than occasionally uh, it does get things wrong things do go awry right like bites get dropped glitches happen all the time bugs in the system which used to mean literal bugs which now obviously are, are not that but yeah yeah, I guess the other thing that goes wrong is machines rise up and take over the earth. Which yeah, is, which is, you know, that's it's coming. It's coming it pretty will, soon. It will happen, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, okay, without getting too into that, but do you know that that is, like, a real thing that, like, a, s s people much smarter than me who who uh, think about and, and uh, uh, you know, their jobs is to deal with with, you know, burgeoning AI, like, that that is a... Some people say it's like an inevitability. I personally, and like I've seen other things where people are like, well, no, it's not an inevitability. It doesn't mean as 100%. That's kind of silly. But it is something that like there, there is, they have to, they have to like think about when programming like the, the, the parameters of, of what the AI can do. Like they, they just have to be like, well, just, we, let's just, Let's just casually make sure that this thing will never go crazy and try and kill all of you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's, should we put something in the the, put, the don't yeah. go crazy and kill everybody uh, programming? And I love that, like, no matter how many science fiction movies we make, no matter how many plots of those movies are that the the computers, the androids, whatever it may be, become sentient themselves. They become self-teaching and all that kind of stuff. Like, I'm, you know mainly just talking about terminator here uh but like that we will like no matter how many of them we make people are still gonna be like we're still doing it man we're still going hard on ai and there's <laughs> i saw an interview with this one guy who's just like yeah you know it's a possibility it could just happen anyways here's my new ai robot <laughs> uh, yeah yeah oh man i mean it 
even if they figured it out, they're like, look, I've got scientific proof that machines will take over the earth and enslave all humans if we don't alter our course in the next 10 years. Guess what? We're not doing that about climate change. We're not going to listen to the scientists. No way. No way we're listening to scientists. It's way more fun. It's way more sexy to believe in Terminators than it is to believe in boring old melting glaciers. You know what I mean? Yawn. Okay, I have to. I have to t- tell this because it's, it's not at all relevant to to magic. But so speaking of not believing in climate change and all those types of things, right? Again, without to get too deep, this just happened on my cousin's Facebook wall. Okay, my <laughs> Sarah pointed. Sarah saw it and showed it to me today, and it made me laugh very hard. My cousin, who's like. A pretty mild-mannered person doesn't really talk a lot about this. She is like, uh, you know, she's older than me. She has kids, you know, whatever. very nice lady. She posted this something, you know, like a like a, a a pretty like wild conspiracy theory about coronavirus being fake, right? Uh, which is complete nonsense. Uh, and then when challenged by one of her friends, being like, are, like you know, hey, like, um, are you saying this is a hoax? She obviously like is not used to being challenged on things like this, on ideas at all. It was all just, um, I can say whatever I want to say, that kind of stuff. And then um, got to the point where she's like, listen, I'm not going to say anything more about this. I love you very much. Uh, you know, like that's like everyone can have their own opinions, you know. And then this this person, her, her friend of hers or whoever this was, who I love so much now, was like, you know what? You're right. I love you, too. This post was garbage. <laughs> just ended with... This post is garbage. See you later. You know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it, though. You got to challenge people on this stuff, man. We can't just let it as, as awkward and weird as it might be. I think it's I think I got you know, I am inspired by that random person, friend of my cousins who really challenged her on it and held her feet to the fire. And then even when it was, you know, trying to be, you know, hey, I love you. Just, you know, we can all have our own opinions. Like, absolutely it can. And this post is total trash. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Anyway, I want that on a shirt. I love you very much. This post, <laughs> this is, post garbage. is garbage. Yeah, it's really <laughs> strong. Really, really. Oh strong. man. Uh, well, I mean, uh, everyone listening, I love you very much, <laughs> and your post is not garbage. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, it means a lot. Thank you to everyone who also went to Patreon.com/slash Commanders Brew because you were inspired to donate. Uh, you were like, "Hey, we love what." Sean and Andy are doing. Let me throw a couple bucks uh, that way. Hey, I also want to get in on the Discord and uh, help brew decks, so uh, let me get in on there. Uh, great. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you to everybody who decided to use our affiliate link to tcgplayer.com. Uh, that if that affiliate link gives you this deck list, but you don't have to buy these cards. You can go through that link and buy any cards you want on the site. We get a little cut there. And if you are a Canadian listener uh no none of your posts are garbage we got we got your backs we got we got actual discounts for you on actual singles if you shop at the wizard tower here's an ad from the now we're proud canadian podcasters and we're proud to be sponsored by the wizards tower wizardtower.com one of canada's premier card stores canadian listeners get an exclusive coupon code brew Ecoria to get 5% off any order of singles shipped to you for free as long as you've ordered $15 or more in singles. And you can check out our deck list for this week's episode and other episodes we've done on their content site, mtgcanada.com. See you there. All right, sounds great. Um, let's uh, let's start uh, off with the uh, Commander interview this week. What do you think? Sounds good to me. Great, great, great. <clears throat> Okay. All right. Okay, I want to start. Okay, great. Uh, well, th- our our um, our guest this week Oh, is... Andy, no, I oh. got to go. Andy, okay. sorry. Sorry, Andy. I got to go. Sorry, I, I got to go. I totally forgot. I tried to wait as long as I could, I but have... I, I just got to go. I had a feeling. I got to go. And sorry, what is it you have to go for this week, just to be clear? Uh, I made chicken for dinner tonight, yeah. and it's just reached the safe temperature where I can put it in the fridge and not get salmonella. I got to take advantage, because if it, if it gets warmer than the temperature then i'm back in the summit it's a very tight window i gotta deal with this now okay great and then you'll be back in like what like two seconds because your fridge has got to be pretty close to where you're recording though no no i'm renting a fridge down the block okay all right great okay sure all right um we won't press that any further i'll just i'll let you do that well then it looks like it's just me again um uh with this one so uh let's uh let's see how it worked 
Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Danny Crumbs. Danny Crumbs, how are you doing, uh, Danny? Oh, since becoming an overnight billionaire, I'm doing pretty good. That's right. Let me just say. That's right. And and just for those of you, uh, those those of us, sorry, who who might not be super familiar with your story, uh, sure. how you know becoming that billionaire, like sure, share share with us, uh, you know, where you know what happened with you. They thought I was crazy, Andy. They thought I was crazy to start a dog walking business in the magic world because there were no dogs. That's right. But I, you know, I'm a man of, I'm a man of dreams and I had always dreamt of having a dog walking business. And I started my dog, you know, I got a website uh, and business cards made and I had no clients and it cost me a lot of money. I lived very, very lean for very many years. Mm. But then one day, Mark Rosewater... God bless, decided to make all hounds dogs. Mm -hmm. And now Howard Atkinson and his hound walking business is a slave to me. I own him now. <laughs> I bought him up yeah. and I converted his hound walking business into a cleaning my toilet business. So just to be clear, uh, before M21, yeah. There were no dogs in magic. The creature type Not a was dog always... existed yeah. in the whole universe. That's right. It was only hounds. Yeah. Um, so during that time, did yeah. you, you just refused to walk any hounds? Like, how did that work? It's not a hound walking business, Andy. No, I understand that. But, like, you had a dog walking business with yeah, literally zero dogs. customers. Not a single yeah. dog. Right. You never very saw Very poor. Very hungry. Zero demand. Simply a business that did not exist, really. Well, yeah. I mean, the business existed because I registered my business with okay. the um, with the Multiverse Business Administration Bureau. Bureau. Yeah, Bureau, yeah. Right, okay. Well, I'm glad that... Okay, so technically it existed, right? Yeah. But you yeah. never had a client. You never made any money off of this business. Not one. I was, I was losing money hand over fist, Andy. <laughs> yeah, you're just bleeding money. So yeah. I guess my... I had to make a chair out of ramen packets. <laughs> wow. That's, I'd yeah. like to see that. They have... My furniture was ramen. I can't show you now because my, my furniture is solid gold. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. Um, and congratulations on that, by the way. It's really great to be able to do yeah. that. Convert yeah, your whole great. house to solid gold. But well, I guess my question is, why back then didn't you switch to also being a hound walking business? You probably could have had some amount of customers that way, right? Even if you weren't taking everything from Howard Atkinson back then, you could have had something. I mean, you know, like he had a very, he had a very <laughs> strong business. Right. It, he was the first search term yeah. on the multiverse bing like if you go to multiverse bing oh, he's bing. the first that's one, the one that... they use over there hey in the multiverse yeah we use bing oh. in the multiverse there might be a plane or two that's different you okay, know like yeah. every well, plane's really got something different, different about it yeah. right yeah, 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 uh, yeah. <laughs> most of the planes you know all most planes have an ornithopter most most planes yeah. use bing um, wow weird okay i like that we're the outlier on that that's fun yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, that's really cute about Earth Plane. Yeah, uh, yeah. Also, lots of dogs, too. Uh, yeah, well, Should have yeah. planes walked over here. But, uh, yeah, what was the question? Is the question is, why didn't you just have a hound walking business also? Why did you, why, why, how, like, why were you so persistent to keep a, a, a dog walking business that made no money? I had a dream that it should have been a dog walking business, and it has been my personal dream to to ruin Howard Atkinson as much as possible oh, okay so it's very personal it's a bit of yeah. a vendetta almost yeah, yeah, yeah your glasses are green so they are picking up the green you know the green screen uh, effect that i have um here so it's you're green actually... gold pardon green gold oh so it's gold that's why green gold yeah oh yeah it does look a little gold like i see what you're saying okay yeah. so so how has it been lately obviously you've been an overnight success things are all of a sudden massively in your favor what are what are oh, some things goodness. you've experienced uh, as a result well when you become an overnight billionaire people come out of the woodwork trying to say that they know you trying yeah. to say that they're best friends with you trying to say that like hey we're family of howard atkinson can you please you know let him out of your bathroom we miss him like people faking all kinds of stuff all the time and you just gotta you just gotta ignore it you just gotta learn to ignore it right right 
Uh, yeah. Because you don't really have Howard Atkinson locked in your bathroom, of course. That's why I, you should ignore it, right? Like, th- those are silly claims. You don't want to get involved in that sort of stuff. Like, you know, you, you're a self-made man. You've made your own money here. I believe in karma, Andy. Yeah. And if anyone is trapped in a bathroom in a Greek tragedy forced to clean a toilet for all eternity that is what karma dealt to them that has nothing to do with me okay so just to be clear you do not have a man named howard atkinson currently locked in your bathroom forced to clean your toilet for eternity i know that my lawyer would want me to say no comment but yes i have howard trapped him i have kidnapped him and he's in my bathroom, but I'm an overnight billionaire, and I'm pretty sure laws don't apply to me anymore. Well, I mean, you know, honestly, that's pretty true. Um, so, okay, wow. I mean, that's a whole other can of worms I'm not sure we should get into, for really. Um, you know, uh, I mean, is there a chance, let me say this, is there at least a chance that, you know, you obviously have... Uh, You know, you are devoted to your business. You stuck through it in tough times and you're seeing the, you know, you're seeing the payoffs now. So, you, you know, you're diligent. You know what's you know what's going on. Is there any way for you to be the bigger person in this situation? And maybe, oh, I don't know, let Howard Atkinson out of your bathroom and maybe give him a job as a as a dog walker. I okay, okay. You make an interesting point. Okay. And it is a lot of work to make a billion dollars in about a month of walking dogs. (laughs) Yeah. If it's a buck a dog for one trip around the block. So that's a, you know, that's a lot of work. Wow, that's all you're charging. Also, that's like not a lot. Okay. The prices on the business card, I couldn't change them at the time. And now, you know, it would be wrong to change it. A lot of people signed up. You're a man of principles. Uh, You know, I, I, I admire that. I would consider letting Howard out of my bathroom after I set up a Saw-esque scenario where he had to face his worst fears and, you know, do something bad to voluntarily before he got out. What did Howard do to you, I guess, is an important question here. What did he he do to you aside from just having a, a successful business? If you must know. Okay. When we were kids, we would go to the store and put quarters in the gauntlet machine. Uh-huh. I I had less health, but he took all the potions, so uh, my character oh. died. Yeah, that's not cool. And I've never forgiven him. That's rough. It's also rough when you share lives in a video game, and yeah. you, you're not dying, and this guy's dying a lot, and he's taking all the lives, and then you die once, and you're out of the game, and he gets to keep playing. It's like, get out of here. Bad design. Bad design, truly. I guess not even really Howard Atkinson's fault. Yeah. That's kind of, uh, that's Gauntlet's bad design you're angry at there, maybe. The designers of Gauntlet are in another one of my bathrooms. <laughs> okay. Well, a true criminal. Uh, thank you. Uh, what was your name again? <laughs> Danny Crumbs. Right, Danny Crumbs. Also, I got a note, Danny Crumbs, for the people viewing this interview, uh, that maybe you, you know what, we don't see billionaires in person very often. We don't see you know, your Bill Gates is your Jeff Bezos as we see them, you know, when they're ready to be, you know, in front of many cameras. You, I think, are giving us a glimpse into what truly what uh, billionaires look like on a day to day basis, which is, you know, cool guy shades and a, and a Hawaiian lay with gold on it. Yeah. And a, and a huge mansion yeah. with 21 bathrooms and in each bathroom is a victim of my revenge. Yeah, somebody you have a personal vendetta against and are making them uh, pay. Eternal toilet cleaning. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, you know what? Um, we'll leave it there. Uh, that's about that. I don't okay. want to get on your bad side. I don't want to clean any toilets. Um, so I'll just... No, we good. We're good. Okay, great. Well, thank you very much, uh, Danny Crumbs, for coming on in. Uh, the world's latest billionaire, the multiverse's latest billionaire, uh, walking all them dogs. Really great. Uh, thanks for coming and thanks for being on the show. Uh, yeah, well, that does it. Thank you very much for watching, everyone. Uh, that was my interview with Danny Crumbs. Uh, you know, some would say deeply troubled person, uh, but uh, you know what? I wish him all the best in his endeavors and his success from here on out. Back. Yeah. Okay, you're back. Great. Uh, The chicken's good. 
Uh, didn't have room in the fridge. Had to throw it out. <laughs> oh man, that sucks. You could have done this interview with this. this I could have. I could have. Danny Crumbs, my guy. Uh, well, that's too bad. Well, what do you say we uh, we just start uh, talking about this week's deck tech that? Sounds like you're talking my language. Yeah. All right. Sean, what are we uh, what are we working with this week? Uh, this is this is fun. This week we're taking another one of the Commander Twenty Twenty Commanders, the Abzan One Cathral Aspect Warper, uh, and we're doing a Death Touch Indestructible kind of combo thing. Let me set the scene for you. Here's Cathral Aspect Warper. For two white, black, green, you get a three-three legendary Nightmare Insect, and when Cathral enters the battlefield. You put a flying counter on any creature you control if a fly, if a creature card in your graveyard has flying. Repeat this process for First Strike, Double Strike, Death Touch, Hexproof, Indestructible, Lifelink, Menace, Reach, Trample, and Vigilance. Then you put a plus one plus one counter on Cathra for each counter you put on a creature this way. That's a lot of counters. That's a lot of keywords. A lot of counters. Notably, notably Haste isn't on there. But that's like all the ones that we care about. Now, most the, the most sensible thing is probably to just be like, what are the creatures with the most keywords on them? I want to put those in my graveyard and I want to have Cathro give all the keywords to different creatures and spread it around. Mm-hmm. It's not what I went with. I feel mm-hmm. like that's kind of the obvious brew sure. and a lot of the pre-con kind of points you in that direction. Mm-hmm. I wanted to focus mostly on... I mean, pick two. We, we, we had a long discussion in the Discord of, like, which two are the most inspiring, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Hexproof Indestructible was on the table. Death Touch and Trample is on the table because of how that interacts. Uh, Death Touch and Double Strike was on there as well. But uh, we ended up splitting the difference. Again, other keywords sneak in here. But the sure. two we're focusing on are Death Touch and Indestructible. And then we're going to leverage that with, like, Wicked Combat stuff. So... Yeah, uh, I mean, that's kind of the gist of what we're doing. Should we? Should we? I mean, I got some th- pre-neat moves, just some basics. Okay, right? sure. Let's talk about these before, because this isn't maybe not the neatest of moves, but are just necessary things or are vegetables almost. Sure, vegetables, right? <laughs> so we're gonna want Catherall to come into play more than once. Right. So we're gonna be happy to put Kaya's Ghost Form on Catherall. I'm gonna enchant the creature for one black. And when Enchanted Permanent dies or is put into exile, the new commander rules will see Cathril die before we put Cathril back in the command zone if we wanted to. But in this case, we wouldn't anyway because we'll get to return it to the battlefield under your control. So we get to get another instance of putting out a bunch of counters. We can stack them all on one. We can spread them around. We can give the relevant ones to the relevant creatures uh, that matters. Uh, another vegetable in the deck this is this is what this card was made for is the ozolith it's one mana for a legendary artifact and if any creature leaves play that we control that has counters on it of any type ozolith holds those counters put them on the ozolith and then at the beginning of combat i can empty the ozolith of counters and put all those counters on any creature i want great i'm going to keep these counters rolling that means like it doesn't matter if any creatures die like we're just going to keep this thing rolling um, so, Andy, why don't you go into a couple of just great examples of some death tough creatures that we're happy to have in the yard or otherwise. Great. Meyer Triton is uh, one that pops to mind right away with this strategy. One in a black for the 2-1 zombie merfolk. Uh, it has death touch. And when it enters the battlefield, you mill two cards and you gain two life. So this is fun because uh, in this version, if you're again, if you're watching. Uh, just a quick note is that this is the jumpstart version of Meyer Triton. So the word mill is actually written right on there was, I believe the previous version did not have that. Right. I uh, didn't say mill yet. So anyways, yeah. So the, um, yeah, you mill two and you gain two. I mean, obviously filling up the graveyard is great. And Meyer Triton being a death toucher is sweet. Obviously next we have also embodiment of agonies. Uh, one black, black, it's a zero, zero demon with flying and death touch. And when it enters the battlefield, uh, you put a plus one, plus one counter on it for actually enters the battlefield with a plus one plus one counter on it for each different mana cost among non-land cards in your graveyard and the reminder text tells you that like two and a black and one black black are two different mana costs it's not right it's not cmc it's straight it's actual mana cost so it cares about the pips and stuff like that 
Yeah, so I mean, there's another death touch creature that also has flying that mm-hmm. Cathro can take advantage of. It's not ideal, but we can cast this with an empty graveyard to get it in the graveyard so that Cathro has a death touch like enabler in there. Nice, yeah. uh, and I just think that in a th- an 83 color deck that's filling up its own graveyard is going to get a massive body, a flying death touch body for three th- for three mana later in the game. Uh, I think this card is excellent at any stage. Yeah, very strong. Let's talk about a couple indestructible cards. A lot of them are very expensive. Like, you know, your classic, like the big gods, right? Or like the some of these Eldrazi cards uh, are very expensive that have indestructible. But we don't really need them to do a ton. So here's some of the cheaper ones. Bantu the Glorified is a 4-6 for 3. It's a god. It has menace and indestructible. Menace is another keyword that Cathro can get. Uh, and if we cast Bantu, can't attack or block unless a creature we control died this turn. And for one in a black, we get to sack another creature, scry one. Each opponent loses a life and you gain a life. We're happy to sack Cathrill if we've got Kaya's Ghost Form on. Um, like there's lots of ways. Or I'm just happy to have Bantu in the graveyard. Um, here's a card I probably want in the graveyard all the time <laughs> is Phylactic <laughs> Lich. Black, black, black. 5-5 five, five Indestructible Zombie. Again, if it's in the graveyard, I just care that it reads Indestructible. As it enters the battlefield, put a Phylactery counter on an artifact you control. And when you control no permanents with Phylactery counters on them, sacrifice Phylactery Lich. I do not recommend putting that counter on the Ozolith because we don't want to make Ozolith any more appealing to destroy. Um, but but couldn't, just you, mil- couldn't you then move the Phylactery counter off of the Ozolith with its own ability? <laughs> We could. We could move it <laughs> off the Ozolith onto another creature, and, and it, now yeah, it's not a, so Phylactery would yeah. die because it's not indestructible. Sure. That's well, actually, actually no, very fun. No, it wouldn't even die because the Ozolith just moves it onto another so it moves onto a creature instead of an oh. artifact. And then the so Phylactery we do Lich thing. Is, a permanent. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of a weird thing there. Anyways. All right. You know what? <laughs> I'm down. What what an accidental discovery. What yeah. it's amazing. This card's a gumball, and I love having it in the deck. It's cheap and easy. Cool art, like really fun. cool art too. Love yeah. It. So that's the basics. That's kind of what we're doing. So let's get into some neat moves. Working on a neat moves. Uh, the first category of neat moves is going to be cool ways to get keywords in our graveyard. Andy, take us away. Oh man, I remember discovering this card back when I was building my Carador deck. Uh, so, so, so long ago. Corpse Connoisseur, four and a black for a 3-3 zombie wizard. When Corpse Connoisseur enters the battlefield, you can search your library for a creature card and put it into the graveyard if you do shuffle your library. And it also has Unearth for three and a black. So you can get it once for the five mana, get toss something in your yard from your library. And then uh, if you want to do it again, you only pay three and a black and cast it from there and uh, yeah, get something else. So pretty sweet. Get two, two, uh, two, two shots at this, which is cool. Uh, final parting is another good one. Three black, black search your library for two cards, put one into your hand and the other into your graveyard and then shuffle your library. So it's a tutor both ways, which is like amazing. Um, and in this case, it's a good, uh, uh, combo with, uh, ephemerate, uh, which is a single white for an instant that says exile target creature you control, then return it to the battlefield under its owner's control. And it has a rebound. So you can uh get final parting throw this in your hand throw another throw like one of your cards that you want whether it's indestructible death touch what have you into the yard then ephemerate your uh um cathril bam bam get down throw counters on on something and uh and make cathril bigger and then bam there you go like what a sweet play that is yeah and, and then it rebounds again and makes it happen the next turn so you're gonna get another indestructible death toucher right and then finally, uh, Buried Alive, uh, classic, uh, cube, cube staple, tuna black for a sorcery, search your library for up to three creature cards, put them in your graveyard and shuffle your library. Three creature cards is great in this deck. Like Buried Alive is, is obviously really good when we're reanimating and things like that. And we can get like combo pieces together and it's, it's no different in this deck. I mean, we get to put a ton of keywords into our, our, um, our graveyard this way, which is great. Yeah, so it's like with this package alone, you can see how you could very easily just stop right here and just make Kethril a keyword soup 
commander uh, and just put in like you put in Vampire Nighthawk, you put in Zatalpa and then something else and you've got all the keywords. Uh, I think that it would be very doable, uh, but I'll get I'll, I'll hold your hand and I'll tell you what, what, when we're going to get to the cool part of why we went this route. Um, so we have other ways of filling the yard, though. Like while we're playing the game, we're going to hopefully cast our Splinter Fright. Two and a green for a star star elemental with trample. So I'm happy if Splinter Fright ends up in the graveyard. It can give things trample. But if I cast it and it's on the battlefield, its power and toughness are equal to the number of creature cards in my graveyard. In a, in a world where this is zero, I might cast it if I want trample in the graveyard. At the beginning of your upkeep, if it's alive, put the top two cards of your library into your graveyard. Great. More ammo for Cathril. I love it. Um, I've also got Crawling Sensation. It's an enchantment to an green. At the beginning of your upkeep, you may put the top two cards of your library into your graveyard. We're seeing a pattern here. And whenever one or more lands ends up in there, you get a 1-1 green insect creature token. Creature tokens with death touch and first strike and like, you know, like they're, they're, they're make for great defense if we can get death touch on them. I'm probably going to put the other keywords elsewhere, but I'm happy to give a token death touch. Nyx Weaver, one black green, two, three reach at the beginning of your upkeep, top two cards into the graveyard. We're, we could be putting six at a time. I mean, there's a certain point where you're like, I can't afford to put that many in, it's <laughs> too many. Um, but with Nyx Weaver, we can pay one black green and exile Nyx Weaver to return any card from our graveyard to your hand. Maybe we want to use that ephemerate another two times because we've already used it two times. Maybe we want to get Corpse Connoisseur back and not un unearth it. Uh, there's a lot. This is a very useful card, and I think it's well at home in this deck. We love Nyx Weaver. We love it. We love it. It's one of our favorite Golgari cards, I would, I would wager. So before we get to this category, can we? Uh, I want to explain how Death Touch works mechanically. Sure. If a creature gets into combat and it has Death Touch, you have to assign lethal damage to that creature before you can do anything else. So if someone blocks with like five blockers, you have to do full lethal damage to the first one before you can do any damage to the next one. Then you have to do full lethal damage to that one, etc., etc. But if you have Death Touch, it treats every point of damage as lethal damage. So if you're blocked by five creatures and you have five Death Touch power, you will assign one to each of them. If you also get Trample, you have to assign one to the blocker that counts as lethal, and you get to assign the rest to the player behind him. Yeah, you have to you have to assign lethal to the creature that's blocking you. Then you can trample over. Right. Yeah. yeah. So so there's no such thing as chump blocks against a death touch trampler. I just wanted I mean, to get that out of the way. As, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. There's like you can't block like blocking a six six, you know, a six six trampler with a five five is usually an OK. That's a chump block, but it's an OK chump block because you're saving yourself that five damage. Well, that just doesn't work with death touch. It's right. They only need to assign the first point of damage before they can trample over. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. Good to note there. Yeah. Good. Uh, so, yeah, if we're looking at Death Touch, obviously we're tough to attack into. Uh, there's not going to be a lot of creatures just being thrown away on our indestructible Death Touchers. Uh, so Crescendo of War is something to look at. Three and a white for its, its an enchantment. It says at the beginning of each upkeep, put a strife counter on Crescendo of War. Attacking creatures get plus one plus oh for each strife counter on Crescendo of War. And blocking creatures you control get plus one plus oh for each strife counter on Crescendo of War. It's so interesting. Like it just gives it. This just gives the boost in combat only. Yes. Kind of right because that's when you're attacking or blocking. Otherwise, it doesn't give you a power boost at all. Um, but it's cool that um, that that happens. And then uh, Duelist Heritage is two and a white for the enchantment that says whenever one or more creatures attack, you may have target attacking creature gain double strike until end of turn. Uh, so, yeah, like we're saying, like um, uh, we get to do all the attacking. So we want to be able to up our power to get through. And we want to up we want like do things like double strike is going to be crazy because you can't block it. Like blocking a double strike or first strike death toucher is means that the creature is just dead. There's just there's no there's no profitable block there at all. 
Right, we've got a few native death touchers. That's the most common keyword. So there's, it's very common for us to have a small death toucher. But Crescendo of War gets a Strife counter every upkeep. So by the time it comes back to us, there's one, two, three, four counters on it in a four-player game. So all of our attacking death touchers, presuming they started as one ones, a lot of them are around one one or one four or one something, then they're going to be like five something. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, so, so, but even a one, even with dualist heritage, even if you have one power and death touch. It doesn't matter how big the opposing creature is. If they're not indestructible, if they don't also have first strike, you will kill them before they get a chance to kill your little token back. Mm -hmm. So it's a very potent combination in combat. If we've got very potent com uh, combat, let's throw a noble quarry on one of our creatures. We can bestow it for five and a green. It starts as a 1-1, one, one, and all creatures able to block noble quarry or enchanted creature do so. It's a lure effect. So if I can get a lure on like a five-powered death toucher or even a ten-powered death toucher if, if Crescendo has gone for two rounds, I'm going to eat all your blockers. I'm going to assign one combat damage to the first ten. And then, you know, if you've got any extras, they might live. But uh, And then Noble Quarry will die. The creature it's enchanting will die. Noble Quarry will pop back in. It will get death touch because I'm going to make sure it does somehow and then just keep the thing rolling. Great. Yeah, the double lure is pretty sweet. And so if, if something's lured, that's going to make the way for these other creatures. So so some of the real intended combatants are creatures like Virtus the Veiled, two and a black, one one with death touch. Whenever Virtus the Veiled deals combat damage to a player, that player loses half their life rounded up. Um, if I can give Virtus double strike, then you get you lose half your life and then another half of what's left. Uh, and if you if I've got a lured creature, then you you can't block Virtus. You have to kill the lured creature to be, even be allowed to block Virtus. Um, Virtus partners with Gorm the Great, but I'm not running Gorm the Great. Uh, similarly, Grave Blade Grave Blade Marauder is a one four with Death Touch functions in the graveyard or on the battlefield two and a black to cast this human warrior who's a one four but whenever graveblade marauder deals combat damage to a player that player loses half their life no no i'm wrong mm, loses yeah. life equal to the number of creature cards in my graveyard with nix weaver with splinter fright we're loading up that graveyard so you're going to take the one and then probably another six or seven, something like that. Uh, if I can give this double strike, that's a lot more. A and then consider like consider the world where I'm able to put on a creature like Virtus or Graveblade Marauder. If I can give this indestructible and double strike somehow, wow. you have to block it with like, 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 like if you don't block it, you're getting these triggers twice. And if you do block it, whatever you have is dying. Yeah. Um, and if I can lure other things, they're getting through anyway. Wild. Yeah. Great yeah. Blade Runner. A yeah. nice one for the uh, for the duelist heritage to to point at. Or for that matter, I mean, even I mean, even when you're attacking with something like Crescendo of War, uh, yeah. that, you know, you're taking like, oh, man, I got to take like six from this guy and then another like six or seven from his trigger as well. Like, that's wild. There's a wild risky move that uh, Graveblade Marauder will let us do. That is a triggered ability. So Graveblade Marauder will do the damage to a player, mm -hmm. and then they will lose life equal to the creatures in your graveyard. So if if this is the winning move and you want to risk it, you can sack all your creatures before that trigger <laughs> resolves to get more things in your graveyard, and then just, there you go, kill a player that That's way. sneaky, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we have another. We have a couple of other like just great uh, creatures in the deck. Uh, gladiators here, <laughs> you call them. Uh, Hydra Omnivore. This is just, I mean, a great creature. Four green green for the eight eight Hydra. Whenever it deals combat damage to an opponent, it deals that much damage to each other opponent. I mean, uh, pretty sweet. Uh, just a good usable creature in commander. Next, we have aggressive mammoth. Three green green green. For the trample eight eight elephant that says other creatures you control have trample. As uh, you mentioned, like trample and death touch just work incredibly well together, and we can handle multiple blockers and also get tons of damage too. It's great. And then giant Adiphage, oh man, this card's great. Five 
Uh, five green green. I'm just picturing this card as an indestructible death touch trample. It's just stupid. Yeah. Five green green. It's brutal. Green, five green <laughs> green. For the seven seven trample insect, whenever it deals combat damage to a player, create a token that's a copy of giant adiphage. So these, I mean, we've said it before. It's, you know, you get a giant adiphage, it hits, you make another giant adiphage. Those two hit, now you got two more. It's just, it gets wild and so on and so on and so on yeah it's just and again these give these creatures indestructible and they become very difficult to deal with all of a sudden they're they're surviving board wipes and and you just like you can't even do anything (laughs) you gotta have that exile removal a common line of play is to not give indestructible to Cathril because we kind of we don't mind that much if Cathril dies Mm -hmm. because there are worlds where like i really want to get Catherine to ETB again, and I don't have a spell that does that in hand at the moment. Um, you know, we're running plenty of, of those effects, but sometimes you don't have them on hand. You're like, cool, I'm not giving it indestructible because in the event I have the opportunity to put it in combat and kill it, I'm happy to do so. Yeah, sure, no problem. Just the death yeah. touch is fine. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh, we did have a surprise in Discovery. Just in terms of thinking of creatures that, like, what what are some ideal creatures to wear these keyword abilities? Um, I like Witherscale Worm. Four green green for a 9-9. Nine nine. That's a six mana creature. Whenever Witherscale Worm blocks or becomes blocked by a creature, that creature gets Wither until end of turn. And what that means is when a creature deals damage with Wither, it's similar to Infect in that it distributes minus one minus one counters as it does damage. So the intention is where the skill worm starts as a 9-9, but if anything blocks it, whatever damage it does to Wither Scale Worm will be permanently there. Right. It's permanently shrinking. However, whenever Wither Scale Worm deals damage to an opponent, remove all minus one minus one counters for it. So again, throw some death touch, throw some trample on here. It's not gonna wear any minus one minus one counters for more than one second. Like it, you're just gonna get through every time wild yeah wow this is yeah. an interesting creature this is really cool yeah this can you can see how this could work with a lot of different strategies and be something that you'd want i've never seen this creature before yeah cool. it's neat yeah it is neat uh and as all like we, we 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 went back and forth on the discord this was a tough deck to brew because that there is there's such a fine balance of you need creatures with keywords you need ways to get them into the graveyard you need ways to bl- bounce cathril you need like there's lots of moving parts. Um, can't thank the Discord enough for throwing so many suggestions our way. Um, Chiefy, Pips don't lie. Lol, what? Papa Dio, Seth, Neil, Maxis, Dino Pirate, Brave Sir Robin, Doom Frog, Axel, Mondo, Beppo, Magic Sphere. Special shout out to Beppo's niece, whose favorite card is Aggressive Mammoth. That gives us all the creatures. Trample. Okay. Uh, excellent one there uh thanks gang um if i left anyone out i'm so sorry that that thread goes fast and furious it is if you if you only got in there for a card it's possible i missed you yeah yeah it's a lot of fun um so you've given a shout out to the discord helpers let's get to the budget report we're gonna take all the cards and we're gonna we're gonna give them all death touch we're gonna give every card death touch every card indestructible and then we're gonna put it in a vending machine and whichever ones turn into products but they're indestructible so we get them back and those products immediately die (laughs) it makes sense in my head yeah okay makes sense great (laughs) uh you can buy this deck for 50 bucks on tcg low nice tons of fun um if you want to go for the mid i mean it says it's about 108 but like i've seen it quoted at like from around 80 to 108 anyway uh that's about average 50 bucks for the cheap 100 bucks for the full price Mm -hmm. the most expensive card is eight bucks commander's brew preview card from (laughs) commander 2019 oran frostfang three green green two six snow creature snake attacking creatures you control have death touch it's perfect for this deck Whenever a creature you control deals combat damage to a player, draw a card. It's amazing with double strike. It's amazing just with a team of things. We This is a Cathril's lieutenant because 
if Cather can't give those counters around, or on Frostfang, make sure everyone has them anyway. Um, it's excellent, and it's well worth the eight bucks. Yeah, it's nice to see our our guy uh, be so good. Really, this card's really great. I I think overlooked in my own brewing. I know, um, but I, and I wonder if if other people are using it as well. I mean, I guess it has. The price has gone up on them, right? It wasn't. It's those commander exclusives, yeah. Right, all those commander originals. If they're if they're at all good. The price just skyrockets. Yeah. Great card. So, would you say that you you this is worth keeping it at eight bucks? I'm on the fence here. It's tough. Like it's, it's tough. fun. Like it's so good. I, I kind of feel like it. What's your mood, right? Like if you want consistency, leave it in. But if you if you just want this deck to just be like it's Catherall or nothing, then take it out. Save the money. Uh, next is the Ozolith. We mentioned this one already. It's the one mana legendary artifact from Ikoria. That, you know, when a creature leaves the battlefield, you throw the counters on, on Ozolith, and then Ozolith moves them over at the beginning um, of combat to something. I'm F- surprised it's so expensive. Yeah, yeah. I, guess, I guess with this commander product, we saw a lot of counter stuff happen, and people started snatching up the Ozolith. I, I, um, I'd be surprised if this was because of some kind of, com- like, constructed deck. I would be surprised. I don't know. It might also just be because... You know, like we mentioned earlier, the like the pandemic. So pe- not a lot of people are out buying packs. So there's not as many in circulation right now and all that kind of stuff. So that's always something to consider. Yeah. And then the third one. Throat Slitter. It's a rat ninja. It's four and a black for a 2-2, two, two, but it has ninjutsu. So if a creature we are attacking with is unblocked, that happens a lot when you have death touch we get to pay two and a black return that creature to our hand and replace it with throat slitter and now whenever throat slitter deals combat damage to a player destroy target non-black creature that player controls it's very good even if throat slitter is already down it's great to just be like okay it's got death touch and indestructible or like you can either choose what dies or i choose what dies um, it's like okay with Cathril, you don't you don't like exile any of the cards from your graveyard, right? They just sit there. No, they just sit there. Do you have? Um, I can't remember. I didn't see it when I looked, but I, I uh, a Conjurer's Closet is that in here? Conjurer's Closet. I do not. It's the one that I lets do you not. blink at the end of the turn. Yeah. yeah, I don't have that in here. The deck was getting pretty tight. I probably there is a brew of this deck that I didn't go with that focuses also more on Glissa the Traitor, oh. who has First Strike and Death Touch, right. and gets artifacts back from the graveyard. Conjurer's Closet's too expensive for Glissa to get back, but if you build this deck another way and just lean hard on artifacts, I think there's like a Glissa build of Cathril out cool. there as well. Sweet. But um, Throw Slitter's five bucks. Yeah, five dollars, right? Um, that seems like a lot for that effect. Yeah. Like yeah it's, it's all right but ultimately it's kind of just like a kill spell right yeah uh and it's a conditional one like yeah. we can just do better yeah, yeah you can save that five bucks um okay let's talk about our favorite cards uh for me this was easy uh because we haven't talked about this one in a long time and it is just one of my all-time favorite cards from the show uh it's palace just back three black black uh when it enters you choose cons or dragons and at the beginning of your uh, so and then if you pick cons beginning of your upkeep, you return target creature card from your graveyard to your hand and dragons is at the beginning of your upkeep. Each opponent loses two life and you gain two life. Uh, so this is just it's like to me, it's like cheaper money wise. Um, Phyrexian Arena, you know what I mean? This draws you a card every turn, except that, you know, it's a creature from your graveyard. And uh, I mean, obviously, it costs more than Firexian Arena too. But this is a great budget card. It's it's always been one of my favorite budget cards. Getting a creature back from our graveyard every turn is really great. And um, yeah, this is a just just solid solid budget card. And and especially when considering a, a deck where that has a lot of graveyard recursion, a lot of graveyard shenanigans, and that wants to recast its commander a lot, um, I can definitely see a world where I sack Cathril let them go to the graveyard and palace siege Cathro back into my hand and cast it for no tax and just keep that rolling that way. Like I'm happy to devote my palace siege to just getting Cathro back every turn. Yeah. Very good. Uh, my favorite card, Audric. Lunark <laughs> Marshall. Yes. Yes. Uh, 
you knew it was in the deck. Yeah, three and a white for a three three legendary human soldier. Uh, I think it came in the deck anyway to begin yeah, with. Uh, at the beginning of each combat, if anyone on your team has a keyword ability, everyone on the team gets that keyword ability, pretty much. So like like any of our shenanigans is just multiplied by Audric, Cathril's best friend. Yeah, Audric. I mean the 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 argument that Cathril should have something like haste, you know, would be made by showing audric and being like look this is a white card it's only white and it includes haste yeah uh so i mean maybe they did maybe they kind of just left it off by accident uh and also obviously always gotta mention skulk skulk yeah <laughs> oh, that one set uh this one also gives <laughs> reach too which is interesting yeah, flying yeah, and Nick's reach. Weaver. Yeah. Anyways, uh, very. Yeah, I mean, this is just another another classic commander's brew card. Audric Lunar Marshal. The, the Audric pairs very nicely with Duelist Heritage. You give. Oh no! But that triggers after. So mm, yeah. At the beginning of combat. Yeah. No, you don't yeah. get it that way. No, yeah. you don't get it. Yeah. Anyways, still a totally awesome card. Yeah. Uh, great. This is. I I love it. I love picking an like an, an angle on. Something that seems really broad, like picking all the keywords, but here we're going to go down a specific route. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah. It gives a lot of it's life just, to a it, commander you think doesn't really have it. it. It makes it for so... I think it's a much more interesting <coughs> play, too, because now we have a focused game plan, mm-hmm. whereas I think if you just do keyword soup, your game plan is focused in that you want all the keywords, but there's no, there's no variety there you're just like like either you're doing it or you're not but here we've got a lot of levels to it right like we can enact sub games if the deck shows itself that way i think there's a lot more gameplay this way i love it uh it looks a lot of fun to me i would love to play this commander we were excited about this one when we saw it and true in uh in our review so um true. glad to see that we uh, that it made it to the to the main show yeah well, thanks everyone for uh watching and listening again this week uh, uh we'll be back next week with another brew uh for you uh again remember if you um if you want to pick up some cards and you need a little delivery if you're inside of canada check out wizardtower.com uh, the Wizard Tower, and uh, use our coupon code to get a little percentage off your singles order there. And if you're outside of Canada, check out TCG Player and use our affiliate link um, because, you know, if you make an order, if you follow that link and then uh, buy any of the cards that are either from that deck list or anywhere else on the site after you follow the link, we will get a little slice of that as well. So that's just another way, uh, another couple of ways to help support the show. Thank you so much, uh, everyone, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for watching. If you love what we're doing, consider supporting the show by going to patreon.com slash commandersbrew. And if you want to get any of the cards from our deck list, go to our TCG Player affiliate link below. That helps us out too. And for a free way to help us out, consider sharing the show with some friends. Like and subscribe, add a comment or two. See you later. Bye.